Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Thursday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, an early break. You can always watch the show on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. Call or text 402-464-5685. The show is sponsored by Gain & Trucking. This hour on Thursdays, though, sponsored, as always, by Trek CBD 84th and Highway 2 because Mike Schaefer, 24-7 Sports, is in the house, the building. Good morning, Schaefer. Good morning, gentlemen. It was a packed, Schaefer. It was a packed first hour. Really? Yeah, yeah you my, had to get to? My head's throbbing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know who can help with that? <laughs> yeah. Trek CBD. <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, I was just over there on Tuesday. I was, I was on beautiful. Uh, I was, I was yeah. just over there on Tuesday. Was your head throbbing? They have an assortment of all new products. I mean, so one of the, the best reasons, one of the, the biggest reasons I started going to trek cbd is that scott and shannon have so much knowledge of what they are uh, of what they are selling mm-hmm. and so go over there and shannon's like walking me around the store and she's pointing out all these different things she's like oh yeah that's the new delta 11 and it's like i was just learning about delta 9 you know a year behind, ago delta 8 was game. like a, a new part of my vocabulary yeah. so uh there they have the latest greatest and um i uh I have a few products that I will be testing out and then bringing back my reviews to the airwaves here over okay, the rest of football it. season. Please do. So, um, you know, we'll we'll see how that goes. And if it's like literally every other experience, I uh, probably be sunk into a couch. You should start point. thinking about this. Trek CBD 84. Uh, it seems like a too. great way to after you leave. Like, so Nebraska plays Oklahoma on uh, Saturday the 17th. That's right. It's 17th. an 11 a.m. kick. That means I'll probably get home sometime around 6. <laughs> that means sometime around 7.30, if I am done with the work for the night, I'm going to start the sinking into the couch mode. Okay, sink. And I feel like <laughs> I'll have deserved mode. it based on whatever happens that day. Yeah, well, yeah. Wait or lose. You just deserve it anyway <laughs> for what you've put up. Yeah. Hey, handsome cap. Acknowledge the cap. Yeah, let's, uh, I, I don't even know what that is. It's, it's got to be a, a minor league baseball team. It's as always, uh, right? Gwinnett Stripers. Gwinnett the, from Georgia. The AAA Atlanta Braves Whoa. Uh, organization. This, so. they, they have a AAA team in Gwinnett? Yes. Suburb of Atlanta. It's right there. Huh. Makes it easy. Big city. They can do that, Sip. George, Southern Georgia. Georgia Southern. Atlanta's not north, southern Georgia. I, I think Atlanta's north, more north, north central. Georgia, north yeah. central Georgia. <laughs> Never mind. Savannah would be I mean, like Valdosta. South Georgia. Valdosta gets to be southern yeah, Georgia. Savannah is south Georgia. So yeah. Gwinnett, Gwinnett's not. No, that's no. a suburb of Atlanta, uh, which is I'm north central. I'm certain that Quentin Newsom went to north Gwinnett. Yeah, I think somebody did on that team. It might have been Newsom. Uh, you, want, we, you want to tell Shane? No, you tell him the idea. Okay, well, we had we had Rick, sell it. You guys we, should fight over. <laughs> whose idea was this? Sell it. Rick Heyman was on with us from Sarah Heyman. You got to close your eyes. You got to close okay. your eyes and All think right. about this. Uh, now, Rick was playing Staying Alive by the Bee Gees you know the for song. the song of the day. Everybody knows the song. Yeah. yeah. And he, he thought that was a tribute to Scott Frost. He was, he was saying, this is Scott Frost's song. Where Sip said, maybe at the end of the game, if Nebraska's about a, to win. A minute left. They, the PA or the, the music guy should play Staying Alive by the Bee Gees. And, and why not? To entertain the crowd. We all understand why it's being played. We're all celebrating and dancing in and the it, stands. And it adds levity to this season that's so unappealing in a lot of ways. Add some levity. Can you imagine that you in the stadium? Now, oh, okay. I didn't people, know. People would, I don't know. Wouldn't, wouldn't people love that? Uh, I don't know if they'd love it. I think it'd be somewhat comical. Um <laughs> 
Well, that's the que- the question is: Would it be too much levity? Well, would you it, make it be light of a very it heavy would, situation? It would seemingly be uh, for some people. It's maybe a little bit too much. I don't know. Might be. I I, I would find it funny um, in the same way that I find it funny whenever the uh, organist or music people at various professional teams play something that ultimately gets them fired like uh three blind mice seems oh, to be yeah, a favorite yeah. when officials are having a rough day okay or uh when cam newton was at auburn i think someone played uh take the money and run <laughs> yes <laughs> and that was a that was like after the fact, I always find that's it hilarious. Funny. That's super funny. Um, now, in the moment, I'm curious how some might feel about it. So but. you think it would be inappropriate? Uh, I don't know that I would go that far, but I think some people might. I don't think so. I don't think it's inappropriate. Right. We all know the score. Look, here. and if it's the sort of thing where, you know, they keep winning and right. it keeps getting played, it becomes its own thing at that point. Right. And, and, We're all adults. Yeah. Uh, we know what the deal is. I mean, it's not... I, I think adding any levity to the conversation that's appropriate makes sense. I'm not suggesting anything inappropriate, and I don't think that's what we would be doing. I would find it to be incredibly interesting if they did it, and I think people <laughs> would like it. I I would just be fascinated to be standing down there on the sidelines and just sort of watching the faces when it, when it comes <laughs> over people, like who gets it, who's not right. paying attention to it at all. Some people wouldn't be. You're yeah, right. That you're kind right. of thing. Yeah. All right, that's enough of that. Yeah. Jake, well, sorry, I, I hijacked. No, it's your, fine. It's fine. Run down. <laughs> I'm, it's okay. okay. Uh, we enter this weekend, though. Shape for Nebraska is one and one. They of course lost to Northwestern. They were tight for a long time with North Dakota. They won by twenty-one when all said done, thirty-eight seventeen. I want to go right to this off the bat. I saw this jump from twenty-two to twenty-three and a half. Nebraska is a favorite, twenty-three and a half point favorite over Georgia Southern. Do you feel comfortable with that at all? Like, do you believe that's like that's actually should be valid? It seems high, especially because yeah. last week I think they went from like twenty-seven to thirty-four point favorites on Friday and Saturday against North Dakota, which there being a line for games involving FCS teams always fascinates me in itself too. But uh, twenty-four seems pretty high for Nebraska at the moment. But yeah. they also haven't, you know, they haven't had a game where they put together four good quarters. So maybe if you're sort of an optimist and you think that that game is coming they've certainly had moments where it looks like they could have blown out either of the two teams um that they're playing they just didn't aren't able to uh play their best football when going up by 10 or 11 points it seems at the moment so um i it's not out of the realm of possibility that nebraska could win like 49 to 10 Hmm. on saturday Hmm. i just don't Hmm. i don't see that as a very likely scenario and i certainly wouldn't put my own money uh, on Nebraska right now. I just I, I don't know how anyone could and feel good about that at the moment. Well, there's there's several things. I just, yeah, I don't know. I'd have to have some inside knowledge. Well, I would have to have some confidence that they can get off the field on right. defense. That's and yes, you know, this week more than the last two maybe represents a, a chance for that. If if Georgia Southern comes in here and wants to pitch the ball all over the yard, but at the same time. They're allowing completion percentages to, you know, quarterbacks that, frankly, shouldn't concern you coming into the weekend. Right. So, um, it's it's just hard to really know what they're going to be. I, I think this changes the, the topic a little bit. I do think this is a well-placed matchup before you play Oklahoma. Okay, in the sense I do that too. Yeah. You've already played two teams that have really attacked you with a running game and have 
uh, you try to utilize their tight ends and, and sort of intermediate passing with tight ends and running backs and slot receivers. Here's a team in Georgia Southern that you think is going to attempt to attack your corners more than they have uh, really faced in the first two weeks. And so I think that's good for Quentin Newsom and Tommy Hill mm-hmm. because they need a little bit of a test before you take on Oklahoma as well. Good point. Uh, uh, relevance. I think it's relevant last year in terms of if you're trying to figure out point spread. BYU was was a nationally ranked team when they played Georgia Southern last year. 34-17 to 17 okay. was the score. All right. BYU, that was late last season, November 20th. Coastal Carolina was nationally ranked and beat them twenty-eight to eight. Interesting. Score. Yeah, twenty-eight to eight. So those teams didn't dominate them. Um, they also lost to South Alabama though, forty-one to fourteen. I wouldn't touch this game. I wouldn't either. I, wouldn't, I mean, I just wouldn't touch it. It's yeah. high I'd flying passing it. attack. We've seen Kyle Ventries, the quarterback from yep. Buffalo last year. So he, was, he wasn't great in the game. Right. He'll basically at least have the experience of having played Memorial Stadium. Yes. So that's not going to catch him by surprise. No, he's been in this lair. It also might rain this Saturday. It's supposed to be yeah, some that, rain in the they're forecast. Talk about sixties and rain. Which, now. as an air raid attack, that isn't. It's not your friend if you're Georgia Southern. I don't think so. Deep. I always say it depends on the kind of rain. <laughs> I mean, meaning if it, if it's windy and rainy, uh, it's it, it if it's a downpour, that's a problem. But if it's just wet, a quarterback can a lot of quarterback can grip the ball. Yeah, but just the receiver fine. can also tip up the passes and have them intercepted. They can try. Well, I don't know. Yeah, but what? if it's hard for the receivers to catch, it doesn't make it easier for the defensive backs. To no, catch but off of, off of a tip, you can pick it, right? Okay, whatever. We're well, I'm saying tip passes. If you can go back through and count how many tip passes Nebraska has in the last two weeks, you got to be near the ball yeah. to See, tip it. They zero. haven't come that's close fair. to an interception. I mean, it's, it's, have they? I don't know that they've come close to uh, an interception. No, not not one where, you know, like the Oklahoma game last year, there was like three opportunities, and you're like, man, they really didn't yeah. get one. No, I mean this year. But that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, I can't think of anything no, like that. I can't either. Mostly because these have been really open. <laughs> I mean, no. Some no. of the incompletions last week was uh, I mean, open. There was a tight end streaking across the middle of the field, <laughs> yeah. and uh, oh. I feel really bad because I'm fairly certain it was Ernest Hausman who ran the wrong way. But he just, oh, boy. And look, he was playing his first game as a freshman. I don't, I don't put any of that really on him. The communication, I think, hasn't been particularly good in the defensive backfield. Uh, no. But and you just had guys that were open that were just missed. They, yeah, that re- well, they dropped a couple. Yep. At, there was a couple key incompletions that Nebraska just caught a break. On. Yeah, and Tommy Hill had a nice breakup on the fourth down play. I mean, but there wasn't much of you know. In the way of Nebraska defending the pass, so much as the pass just getting dropped. No, me, and, yeah, Jake and I overthrown. remarked in the six o'clock hour how it's sort of hard to admit, but we didn't. This is not anything that we anticipated on the defense. Oh yeah, no, I, I mean, look, I'm an idiot that thought the defense was going to be better than last year's. I, I didn't think it was going to happen overnight, but I thought that they had the potential with the pass rush, mm-hmm. and I thought That's that the thought secondary too. was going to be more aggressive. Yeah, and they, it the team feels even more passive this year. Passive, and I I hate it. Yeah. I hate How watching do you explain it. That? I don't. I don't know. I, well, at this point, I feel like it's how Eric Shenander prefers that they play defense, but that doesn't make any sense because he spent the whole fall camp talking about that this is an opportunity to be aggressive and. Could I sell you know, to you that they got – I think they – Northwestern – I think there was some shock there that Northwestern – that Northwestern threw the first punch, put them on their heels. They're just now maybe recovering. 
I maybe we'll see it turn. You know, I mean that. That's hard to. It's not a tough hard to swallow. That's that. not accept that. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make things better. I thought no, that Cam Porter at all. I thought Cam Porter that his first few runs Nebraska's react was, oh God, this is, this is this is different than we've seen in practice. And when you're practicing against your same guys all the time, you just don't. It's not the same as when you there's another opponent and that opponent happens yeah. to be a very tough runner like Evan Hall and Cam Porter, right. and then you know the whole Ireland thing where they came back and we you know chafe we said yeah i we thought said, it, i thought it, could it was be gonna rough. be a sleepy first half um, it, with then, north dakota i didn't think it was gonna quite be what it was i didn't either but but, um, but we all said hey this yeah. could be rough and then when it's rough we right we act like we're amazed i i the, that's the part of the conversation i have a hard time reconciling the problem is at least the things that annoy me about this defense existed before they went to ireland it existed last year when they had players like ben stilly and jojo doman mm-hmm. and damian daniels things like that mm-hmm. they play very soft coverage yeah they allow yeah. very easy completions to tight ends and running yeah. backs their linebackers do not look good in coverage playing side okay. to side oh, they don't that's all a, of those things the, are still true and were true before they went to ireland uh-huh. And Northwestern exposed it in a way that I don't know that they were prepared for. I don't either. And the, the, the middle the of the thing field. that is concerning to me is from a strategic standpoint, your players are your players. So that's who you got. Like, this isn't the NFL. You can't go add anybody right. at this point. So what do you do? If you load up against the run, the smart teams are going to just continue to dial into what Northwestern did, and you're going to get RPO'd to the end of time. Yeah. Minnesota's going to absolutely oh pick apart your defense because they love that. Like yeah. they, you know, I, they did it in 2019. Yeah. Nebraska struggled up front against the run, and then they you get sucked in, and that tight end is wide open over the middle. Play staying alive right now. <laughs> Don't have it pulled up. So I, from the from the standpoint of okay, you know, you had a weird couple first two weeks. That's fine, and I can acknowledge that, but. From the standpoint of things look way too similar to what went wrong at times last year and the year before, that's kind of the the problem for me with the defense, except it feels like they're noticeably worse against the the run. I mean, North Dakota pushed them around. Uh, I can't get that out of my head. I don't care if you have jet lag or not. That's true. That's not a team that's going to go play in the playoffs in the no. FCS. No, it's... And they push you around. What is Indiana going to do? Right. Indiana played Illinois <laughs> in a tough Big Ten game. Mm-hmm. Like, it was ugly. It was yeah. the biggest Big Ten game and, and, of all you know, time. They, they're pissed off about last season, too. They, they have a lot to prove this year, saying that was not Indiana well, football. And these are, these are the kind of teams that Nebraska's expected to beat. Yeah, well, they need to be. And frankly, I don't know how well they are going to match up with some of these. It'll be close. It's like Illinois, know. Chase Brown is going to run oh, yeah. all over that defense. You would think right now. You think well, yeah, right they, now. unless they get markedly better. Right. Well, and that's there's a, there's always the chance that there will be improvement. Teams sometimes. But improve. can it be so much? I don't know. <laughs> How much that's can you improve off? Yeah, of I just wonder if so Chenander has a handle on this. You don't have anybody new coming in. You'll have Henrich back eventually. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't change a ton of things. Henrich back eventually. I don't know when that is. Yeah, eventually, he'll come, he'll be back at some point. You just got to hope for incremental improvement. And in well, the, and then how effective is he going to be back when how tackles were yeah, an issue? Right. And if he's playing with a club, then yeah, you got to grab guys. You got to wrestle them to the ground. Whack him in the head. <laughs> that hurts, you know. 
Yeah, did that hurt you when no, you no, hit no. that getting thing? Getting hit by a club, getting tackled by a guy with a cast under a club. That's painful. It happens every day in Beatrice, doesn't it? It does, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's tough people down here. They play through injuries in Beatrice, baby. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, okay, so Schaefer, going back, to, going to the offense. Something you know, that a, a positive for Nebraska has been Anthony Grant so sure. far. Two two straight games, a hundred yards uh, plus. Mm-hmm. Co Big Ten Player of the Week last week on offense. So after I mean, he made some plays that just didn't exist. They weren't. Sure. They were not there for the taking. He made those plays several times last last game on the runs. Uh, I'm curious with him going forward. Now, I asked the question earlier in the week, but can he keep? This play up, or is the offensive line going to cause too many problems for that? Well, I, some of the moves that he was able to make on North Dakota, you're not anticipating he's even going to be able to make on Georgia Southern. Yeah. Or, I mean, the the level of athlete he's going to face on defense is only going to get better, uh, you know, throughout the season. Because I don't look at Northwestern as a particularly defensive juggernaut either. But the thing about no, Anthony not. Grant that I absolutely love, and I don't care who the opponent is. He already has two touchdowns of 40-plus yards. Nebraska went 26 games without a, a long for a touchdown of over 12. So, I mean, he can he gives you a home run threat Nebraska hasn't had since probably Divino Zigbo. Um, or, I, Maurice Washington was that. Uh, it was didn't manifest itself as much. Yeah, he was a receiver. But, yeah, so, I mean, you, you have a, a bit of a home run threat there. He he obviously runs hard. I mean, you yes. you also like that he seems like he has the conditioning that he can handle the workload if they want to load him up. And it gives you another option that allows you, uh, you know, to, to try to effectively move the ball. We'll see what the offensive line is able to do again. It's alarming to me that it felt like North Dakota controlled the trenches on both sides. Um, you know, and that's, that's a concern because – it's only supposed to get better from here on out in terms of what you're going to play. Um, and so they're going to have to figure out uh, ways around that. I don't know if there's personnel changes that are going to happen at some point with the offensive line. We're seeing Lutovsky uh, yeah. rotate with Bando. Maybe yep. he takes that over fully. Uh, I haven't sat and watched it real closely, how Ben Hart's third year is going. Um, it's going but, better. It's going better. Right. So – you know, and then Teddy Prohaska was really interesting on, on Monday. He came up and spoke, and he said that he's dealing kind of with not a physical thing, but mentally he's not trusting that he's far enough along that he can just 100% go. That was my – I remember I had that concern all of – Yes. It's, a, it's not just – it's anybody. It could be a, a receiver. Yeah. You got a big guy that had a leg injury last year. Right. That, he played six good quarters. You don't just come back from that yeah. and, and have it all back. And he you said that, you know, the usually, trust in your leg is there. Like usually that's, that's by the concern. second half, he's comfortable and it's able to just go. But he's like, there's a mental block going right now in the first half where it's like, run block, I'm fine. Pass protection, it's just for whatever reason. Ooh. It's just, and so for him to admit that, one, I thought that was uh, the humility shown by that, uh, by, by him was impressive for a kid that's just, what? eight games into his career or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, but you I did call that. I, I feel good that. about that because I'm sure Nebraska has their sports psychologist involved. And, you know, he said he's talking with the coaches and other players who have gone through those injuries and he's starting to feel a little bit more comfortable. Yep. Um, but if, if he can kind of round into form, that's going to help. I, I mean, yeah. I feel like the pass protection has been uh, mostly fine though. Casey just got absolutely rocked a couple of times last week and, 
Well, you don't. Teddy was at right that. tackle one of those ones. Well, yeah, the unbalanced formation. Yeah. If that run game keeps go, if, if they can keep the run game going, that'll help. Uh, AJ Allen, AJ Allen. I'm excited about him. I mean, I think he's going to be a, a really good running back in college football. He looks I, good to me, boy. I uh, smooth, smooth, right? Smooth, yeah. smooth. Got, he's got burst. He's it, got sneaky burst because he's so smooth. If those are your one-two, I think that's a pretty effective. I mean, compared to what we've seen Nebraska roll out from 2019 to mm-hmm. 2021, well, they're better. And, they better. Yeah. Well, they they have the the big play potential, uh-huh. and it also just feels like they can grind out yards in a way that Ramir Johnson couldn't last year, and which is going to be really valuable if your offensive line isn't giving you that big of a play. Yeah. That now, can you do that against better Big Ten teams? I don't know. That's what where you got to. I just don't want to rule that out, but of course you wonder about that right now. But yeah, I do like that one-two yeah. punch it at running back. And is it are we are we giving Apple wide? enough credit here i am i don't know about you okay are, we are because he, i i try to because he brought he brought yeah. in grant right well he so no okay. he brought in aj allen. allen grant was visiting the same weekend that apple white got announced as the, okay as a running backs coach can you can i you, think okay go ahead um i don't want to assign the wrong credit i think someone involved on nebraska's uh, you know, like a quality control or a graduate assistant had a connection. You're right. That was able to. You're right. Somebody, I, I have a name, but I don't want to say it because yeah, I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, we can talk about off air. Right. I think we know. I Yeah, there is a there is a lower level assistant. Yeah. And he, who, 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 who stood guys, on the actually. table, who stood on the table yep. for Grant. Oh. They ha- He had to sell him, though. Yep. And I think about that. Well, okay. they were going to take that kid from so A&M. Parker Gabriel and I That's were right. talking on Sunday, like, DeAndre Jackson DeAndre isn't doing Jackson, that. Right. He's not he's not having that kind of game. And yeah. then think about the three finalists for Anthony Grant when he made his decision. Florida Atlantic, <laughs> Nebraska, USC. That is a very weird Wow. You know what? You F-A-U, know what? He baby. was so lightly recruited that yeah. UNK thought they had a shot at him. Jeez. UNK. Can you imagine him at UNK. And, and, and USC, he wasn't sure if they wanted him for their like spring quarter or whatever, and he wasn't. He wanted to go somewhere right away. So it's really Florida, Atlantic, and Nebraska, and you, maybe UNK. Now, what has happened here? What has happened here is the junior college kids are. I mean, they're getting squeezed out by the portal a little bit, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, because if unless you have some sort of story that correlates with you being in junior college. There's more interest in going to the portal because it's assumed that those guys are more ready to go, which is sort of odd because what happens for some portal players is they literally don't do anything for weeks. Whereas if you're in a junior college program and you're getting actual game reps, Mm -hmm. that's more valuable than the kid who quits his team in September. Yeah, it's fascinating. So, you know, you've got it. This is where being a good evaluator really kind of matters and you you have to be That's able a great to, point though about the to, to tell the difference yeah. of which junior college kid is is going to be able to come in and help and who's a guy that's just you know out there having success against highland and and fort scott and all these other places but isn't going to be a fbs player for so you. we talk about anthony grant aj allen have been good so far for nebraska one two punch at running back a lot of people out there are saying where's ramir johnson though where do you stand in that where, conversation? where do you stand on that jake well i i told you i think play the best players and i if aj allen and anthony grant are better than ramir johnson i have no problem with him not playing at this point I, the only problem i have and and look this is maybe it's more of just being an immediate but i don't enjoy every offseason being told about specific yeah, players sure. or specific things only for it to never come to fruition. I'm still waiting for Nebraska to have a downhill running attack uh, mm-hmm. under this staff. 
I'm still waiting for that nasty attitude from the offensive line. Like, all these things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Ramir Johnson's talked about, like, Brian Westbrook is used as an example. Mm -hmm. And all these – like, so for – and maybe this is what Scott Frost is talking about, going back to the Northwestern game, the lack of creativity with stuff. Like, they haven't run a sub package for Ramir Johnson. Mm -hmm. Like, he could do the thing that you did with uh, Xavier Betts where you use him on an end around or whatever. I just think he's too good of a player. When he was your best player, when you played Michigan, who went to the college football playoff, there's got to be a way that you can get him on the field well, it's a, long a couple times. Yeah, it's a long um, season. And maybe maybe you'll get that done, but look. I you, think we're being a little bit impatient here. I mean, they're two games in. You're starting running back from last year. But, but they got beat out. Well, yeah, no, I, mean, I, players I get that. get beat out. He's, but he's, be a he's playing yeah. wide receiver and running back. Yeah. Like, you're telling me you can't find a way to get him on the field well, three times will. a game, yeah, three to will. five times a game? I wouldn't be surprised if he's playing running back at some point. Somebody's getting hurt. I sure. Mean, somebody's going to yeah. get hurt. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think back. he's just been cast aside and no. left in the, you know, the island of misfit toys. But No. I don't I think there's say, a grave injustice being done, and that's the way some media are representing this. Like, there's some grave injustice no, being done. No, but you'll be the first to – well, I would hope you'd be one of the first to admit that Nebraska's had some real personnel problems over the last five years yeah, that don't yeah. give you a lot of confidence yeah. that they know but, but how the, to get guys used. But these two running backs are good. That's all sure. I'm saying. Yeah, no, I – And it's not like I, they I'm have, not even talking about it as a running back right. issue. I'm talking about it, okay, if he's playing wide receiver for you, just give him a couple packages. Well, it, is he actually playing wide receiver? Because, yeah. you know, before the game, and you were down there, so I, I assume you noticed this, like he's practicing with the wide receivers mm-hmm. before. He wasn't with the running backs. Well, if it just means getting him a couple passes thrown, just throw him a couple passes, if, if nothing else, to appease the people who are upset about it. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, it's interesting because if we go back to August, you and I were talking about how he could be an X factor. Oh, I didn't know about Anthony Grant and AJ Allen. Though. You knew about that Anthony Grant was. I didn't be know AJ Allen would be number two. Yeah, AJ Allen has been fair. very good. I mean that. Yeah, yeah. New Grant was the one. We yeah, I mean, Allen I just look at it purely as he gets lost in the shuffle a little bit. Yeah, I mean, and I look at it purely as if you're playing Wyatt Lever and Brody Belt and these guys, you can also find Brody's a way to get. Good. Yeah, Brody Belt's fine. Yeah, you can find a way to get Ramir Johnson into the game as well. No, they'll season. find a way. They'll find a way. Well, they haven't. Well, they need to. It's two games in. We'll see what happens this yeah. Saturday. Yeah. If you have any questions for Mike Schaefer, please call or text 402-464-5685. More next on Early Break and the Ticket.